Salutations, everybody. This is John Law coming to you today with episode 16 of the Dark Matter Myth Podcast. This one is called The Grand Realignment. Thanks for tuning in. You know, we began last year together on a journey. And one of the things I found interesting on this journey was inside of that first comic book. And it would be the first essay I I wrote. And it was on the Rwandan genocide. And I ended the genocide with the, um, the phrase of misdirected crossfire. Began the year with misdirected crossfire, and that same year we ended with a particular misdirected crossfire that reverberated the popular culture and popular music. Without mentioning too much, you know, we had the brother that was um, taken away in a dice game at the end of the year, and you know, I thought it was such an unfortunate alignment thought that I had, such an unfortunate foresight to seeing these things come that, you know, when it actually happened, you know, it's not that surprising, but, you know, it's a, it's a great reminder that I'm writing and manifesting history, which is to be repeated, but more so than not, the history I'm manifesting and recording is with hopes to transcend it and overcome it. And in reference to realigning and overcoming history, I think it's time to look back at history and we're going to go all the way back to the Roman Empire for this one. And we'll just touch it lightly, but I want to talk about the Roman Emperor of Constantine. He was the emperor of Rome from um, 306 AD to 337 AD. And one of his main goals was to strengthen the its outreach and its consolidation of power and one particular night Constantine had a dream and in his one particular dream he had a, a vision of the cross the cross that was um, used often in uh, executions for the Roman Empire and that cross was the same cross that they killed Jesus on. So, in this particular dream, the cross was inscribed with the words, in this sign, we conquer. And Constantine woke up from his dream and took it as a message. And immediately, he brandished the shields of his soldiers with this cross, and the cross became um, a unifying factor, much like how we portrayed in 
volume one, Die Young, and we use this one particular sign that um, people kind of use as a mechanism for power. Nonetheless, um, Constantine began using Christianity to consolidate power in the empire. And he would do this by forming the Council of Nicaea. This was convened in 325 AD, where leaders of all the Christian sects who had um, different ideas on Christianity, where you know, there was no one solid Storyline. There was no one solid tradition. Here at the Council of Nicaea, they would consolidate all of Christianity, all of the um, existing Christianity, into this one particular sect, this one particular thought. And this is where they came up with um, the Trinity of God. In that trinity would be the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And all of this was done at the Council of Nicaea in 325 at the behest of Constantine. Throughout the centuries that would come, using Christianity as the sword, the um, empire would expand through multiple territories and countries, converting people. Offering death as an alternative. So it was either convert, become a Roman Christian, or die. And this is why we have such a magnificent and wealthy Roman Catholic Church because the Roman Catholic Church was basking in the riches that it stole um, since it was consolidated by Constantine at the Council of Nicaea. Furthermore, this is why the Roman Catholic Church is much like a military. And even if you look on a chessboard, the um, bishop is part of the standard military unit because Roman Catholic Church used its clergymen as killers and conquerors. Nonetheless, they were killers and conquerors in addition to messengers of God. Jumping ahead to the future and jumping to the year 1964. There's another great realignment that happens in our country. And during this time, Lyndon B. Johnson was the president. And there was a struggle for civil rights that was ongoing at the time. And Lyndon B. Johnson was a Democrat from the state of Texas. And at the time, the Democrats were very strong in the South, so much so that they coined the name Dixiecrats. 
So the Dixiecrats were of the South. And the Northern opposition to the Dixiecrats, which were often the majority of the states of the Union, the Northern Union, were Republicans. Hence why Republicans are the party of Lincoln, because Lincoln, who was from Illinois, was a Republican. Long story short, Lyndon B. Johnson, who was a Southern Democrat from the state of Texas, supported and voted for civil rights during the civil rights era, specifically for black Americans. Racist South had an uproar. So much so that he didn't campaign in a majority of Southern states for fear of backlash. And when his wife tried to campaign in, in his position instead, she received backlash. And this was greatly unpredicted due to the um, southern stereotype of southern hospitality and charm for women. But long story short, the Dixiecrats were upset. And upon voting for it, although he knew it was the moral thing to do, Lyndon B. Johnson said he feared by signing it that the Democrats would lose the South for the next 40 years. And it's been over 40 years, but um, during that time, all the Dixiecrats left the party because of Johnson and became Republicans. So this is why the Republican Party of today is mostly predominant in those Southern states. The most interesting thing, personally, to me about these grand realignments are the lies and the exaggerations that are told with hopes to whitewash history by any power-seeking faction. You know, today is Martin Luther King Day, and jumping forward into the 60s, they would have you believe that people like Martin Luther King were always among the most admired and revered people in society when instead people like Martin Luther King were among the most hated and conspired against people of their day and age and one of my favorite things that they did do in reference to realignment and you know moving things in their accordance society is organically going in a different direction is that in 1963 the US government conspired to kill John F Kennedy but that's not the that's not that's not the here and there that's not what really gets me what gets me right <laughs> the the most grand of the realignments that they want you to believe is that in order for their theories to work, 
you have to believe in magic. <laughs> and there's something called the magic bullet theory. The magic bullet theory was proposed by this dude named Arlen Spector from Pennsylvania. He proposed this to the Warren Commission who was investigating the death of President Kennedy. And the theory consisted of bullet that would be fired from a six-story window, go through President Kennedy's neck into some other dude's wrist, after going through the other dude's wrist, went through his fucking thigh, went through a back brace, 15 layers of clothing, several layers of skin, 15 inches of muscle and pulverized four inches of the other dude's rib just to come out unscathed in pristine condition laying on a gurney. Now, despite how grand and exaggerated these claims were in reference to this magic bullet, society still submitted to the ideas that were at hand and proceeded along as if nothing were wrong. Considering this fact, this leads me to the idea that the majority of socially constructed narratives and ideas are ultimately put in place to quell the population, to prevent an uprising prevent the ultimate radical shift and an overall liberation of thought. And that is a line of thought that is determinative and speaks to the reliance upon one another, one's neighbor, and is geared toward the ultimate unification of mankind. If the alignment of mankind is geared toward and directed along a line that speaks to the lowest part of our egos, we all become hoarders, in a sense, grasping and clawing for everything, and ultimately, we become crabs in a barrel. The only people who prosper are the people looking inward toward that barrel are working together in unison to keep us in that state, that state of pulling one another down. Looking at some of the media, it's obvious, especially with uh, the new acquisition of Twitter, on how people with power, money, and influence are trying to control every bit of communication. You have Musk, who owns Twitter now. Rupert Murdoch, who owns Fox News and Right Wing Media. Michael Bloomberg, newspapers. All billionaires are conspiring amongst each other to control all of the media. 
with this control, they're able to distort your perspective, your empathy, and your humanity. How do we, as a people, fight back and realign ourselves with our true destiny? Well, without a doubt, we have to orient ourselves upon the path of self-discipline, knowledge, and self-worth. We have to only consume that which is positive for us. And that includes information, that includes food and what we eat, and that includes the company we keep. So as we spearhead our way into this new year, have our resolution and we all have these goals that we sort of set but we don't really etch out on paper it is in all of our best interests to align ourselves toward everything and all of which will only benefit us in the most positive manner possible while these things take great sacrifice they're not easy to do absolutely sure if we all stick together if we all treat each other like brother and sister and we all operate consciously for the greater good I'm sure this year will be the best year there has been for you and I both As the project moves along, we have the website back up. We have the store open again. That's where you can purchase both comic books, The Dark Matter Myth, issue one and issue number two, along with other fan merchandise. That's going to be at darkmattermyth.com, or you can just press the button. I'm sure it's around uh, if you're looking at project began scroll all the way down the description to this um, podcast and there's going to be a link and the link is going to be of an old mixtape and the mixtape is going it's going to be some crazy dark hip-hop shit you know it's the, the most interesting thing about this particular tape is how it began how this project began it began oriented in one crazy dark sympathetic, angry, vengeful tone. And over time, uh, working on myself and realigning many things in my life, I was able to um, orient this project in a much more beneficial life for everybody, including myself, who would bear witness to what I'm doing. Once again, you know, that mixtape is down here. If you want to check it out, you know, some hardcore shit. It's very creative, very, very creative writing. And, um, you know, the pro- that project spans back well over 10 years. Some of, the, some of the best stuff I recorded over 10 years. It's not a lot. You know, I, I have a lot, but I didn't post a lot. I think it's, um, 
it doesn't suit me putting everything all out at once, you know. People don't really um, indulge anymore in media. They kind of just glance over it and that's it. But if you're interested in, you know, hip-hop with great depth, that mixtape is there. You know, and we're just working. So the website's up, that mixtape is there. The books are available online. If you want to purchase one, go ahead. If you want the whack shit, you can always, you know, get it on uh, Google Books or Amazon Kindle. But, uh, you know, that's that. You know, we're working forward. You know, I got some other things lined up. That's neither here nor there. When we get there, we'll get there. Oh, one more thing. I'm going to be uh, introducing merchant, other merchandise, like clothing and stuff, into the mix. So I got some fly shit. I'm taking some of the um, things I've said on my podcast and I'm turning them into merchandise. So if you want to support that, that'll be cool. If not, what can I say? But, you know, we're working. Uh, big ups to the people in China tuning in. I'm not going to send anything to China, so you got to figure out another way. But uh, that's that, you know. So once again, this is John Kyle Law signing off with the Dog Matter Myth Podcast. This is episode 16, The Great Realignment. Thanks for tuning in. Much love. drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. MLK, 1963. Make a career of humanity. Commit yourself to the noble struggle for equal rights. You will make a better person of yourself, a greater nation of your country, and a finer world to live in. MLK, 1959. Justice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of density. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. He wrote this from a jail cell, Birmingham, Alabama, 1963. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy.